Good morning. Welcome to Three Minutes on Markets and Money. I want to talk a little bit about the Fed and QE. Coming up this month, of course, is Jackson Hole, and the Fed is now really in a very tight box here between an improving economy, stronger employment, rising inflation, which should be pushing them towards actually decreasing monetary interventions, right, tapering QE, versus the bond market, which is saying, well, the economy is really not all that strong just yet. And this is going to be a very difficult position for the Fed to be in in terms of what they do with monetary policy. Let's talk about the markets first because QE is what's been driving this entire analysis of the market so far, which is that, well, really fundamentals don't matter as long as there's QE in place. And this has pretty much been the case. We've had a very solid rise in the markets trending with very low volatility. And again, nothing at this point really seems to be much of a concern because of what the Fed is doing with QE. Right now, there's uh, plenty of room here above the 50-day moving average, but a very large deviation now between the current price of the market and the 200-day moving average. The buy signal remains in place currently, so again, there's not a lot of downside risk at this point, but we're getting further and further through that signal and very close here to triggering another MACD sell signal as well. So again, there is some risk here that over the course of the next few days, if we don't start to get a little bit of pickup in markets, we could start to see a another uh, spate of corrective action in the market with the 50-day moving average being really that first level of important support. But like I said, what's really important for the Fed is not just what the financial markets are doing, but also the outlook for economic growth and the economy. And the one thing that they're watching very closely is what's happening with interest rates. Despite the fact that the economy has been growing, in fact, we just printed off a 6.5% growth rate for the second quarter in the economy. The interesting thing here is back in March, the expectations for economic growth was 13.5%. We wound up at 6.5%, which is exactly what the 10-year Treasury rate was telling you was going to occur. Weaker economic growth than expected. And this is a big problem for the Fed right now because that weaker trend of economic growth is continuing to pick up despite the fact that markets are near record highs and you have employment back near full employment levels of full employment. 10-year Treasury rates are about 1.2% currently, well below the 10-year break-even rate. So something is certainly not right within the entire economic complex. And again, this goes back to our conversations we've had previously, is that you can't create organic economic growth with artificial stimulus. And now that stimulus is working itself out of the system, we're starting to see more and more pressure on those economic growth rates. The bond market is picking that up. Yields have already been declining, and interestingly enough, we are about to trigger another buy signal on yields at this point, which would suggest that yields, after breaking their 200-day moving average, are going to start moving lower back towards 1% here over the next few months. That's going to align itself most likely with a reduction in monetary policy, weaker economic growth, and potentially weaker market growth. In other words, we'll start to see a shift of risk on to risk off and see money flow back into bonds for safety, pushing yields lower. That's what the market's telling us right now here, at least for the next couple of months. You know, things can certainly change and all eyes will be on Jackson Hole at the end of this month. And that'll really be the decision maker for the markets. Until then, we'll keep you updated on the markets. I'm your host, Lance Roberts for three minutes on markets and money. See you tomorrow.